Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thanks for tuning in today. Before I jump into the content, I want to take a moment to share a brief story and and an invitation, perhaps. Um, My husband doesn't typically listen to my podcast. Rude, right? Uh, His quote-unquote justification is that he hears from my brilliant brain all the time, so he doesn't need to listen, and he's not wrong. Uh, But recently, he did listen to an episode, and he asked if he could share some unsolicited feedback, and my response was, of course, please. I'm all about continuous quality improvement. And so he shared that while he was listening, he found himself caught up in a nugget of wisdom and brilliance, obviously. Uh, But he noticed that his mind would start down a rabbit hole of applying whatever that concept was that got his attention. And he was thinking about ideas of how he could apply it and how it could be used in his life and his business. Um, And so he had some suggestions that were valid, valid and valuable. Um, and the question, as he was sharing that with, with me, the question that came to mind was, why didn't you just pause the podcast, right? Because to go back, when he was saying, when he was go down this rabbit hole, he found himself, his mind would wander off, and then he would come back to the podcast, and I was on to another concept, and he's like, wait, how did we get there? Um, and again, he had some solutions, which may I may implement some of them, but back to my question was, why didn't you just pause it? And his response was, oh, it didn't even occur to me. (laughs) And I laugh because I'm one of those people who, like I listen, pause, take notes, rewind, go back and listen again on anything when it comes to podcasts or any other audio content. But that style of listening might not be for everyone. So if that idea didn't occur to you, uh, like again, it didn't occur to the hubs. Um, and so there's a chance that it might not have occurred to you either. Um, so this is your official invite. F- feel free at any time in these podcasts to hit the pause button. Feel free to workshop your way through an episode. Allow yourself to stop, take notes, journal, ponder what's being triggered for you, marinate in it for a while, meditate on it. There are no rules. Consume this content in whatever way feels inspired to you. So that is my story and my invitation. And now we're going to talk about self-worth today. Uh, The other day I was coaching a client who happens to also be a life coach. And the coaching request started as one where she was trying to figure out why she was overworking. She wanted to understand the why so she could clear up the causal issue so that she could start dialing back in her efforts. And as we dug into it, we identified that she had a goal in her business first, and it was a goal to achieve during a certain time frame, and she didn't accomplish her goal during that specified time. And when we explored why this was such a problem, she brought up that there are other areas in her life, specifically in her personal life, where she wasn't excelling. So it became even more important that she succeed in business. So overworking was the strategy that she employed to try to achieve her goal in an effort to avoid this thought. I suck at everything now. And here's the thing, like I hear countless versions of this, people throwing themselves, like going all in on something at the expense of other things in their lives and at the expense of themselves because the outcome of that thing defines their worth. So when I reflected back to her that the work really for her was about separating her self-concept, like her her identity, her value, her self-worth, separating that from performance and accomplishments and achievements and so on. And she said something. She said, 
you know, she's like, I have clients who ask about this all the time. Like ask about building self-worth or cultivating self-work or developing self-worth, right? And she asked this question, like, how do we actually create self-worth? What does it even mean? What are what are the steps to developing worthiness that is beyond and outside of achievements and what we do for other people? And so in her coaching ses- session, we actually did some mindset coaching to explore some thoughts about worthiness and did some thought laddering. Um, and if you're scratching your head about what thought laddering is, I did give an example of that back in episode 56 on what do you think about you? So you can go back and take a listen if you're curious what that is. But where we actually end up spending most of our time was considering and exploring the felt sensation of worthiness. Like I've like that this idea that worthiness is a feeling, right? And so exploring it even beyond her thoughts, but also like going into her body and and doing some exploration there. But I found myself thinking about her question even after the session, like how do we actually feel more self-worth or how do we know our self-worth? How do we quote unquote build more of it or create more of it? So When I'm unpacking concepts like self-worth, it can seem a bit nebulous. I like to start with definitions. So I went to the trusty old internet to get some definitions for reference. And I found um, one definition from the University of North Carolina Counseling Center, and they defined self-worth as this internal sense of being good enough and worthy of love and belonging from others. And they went on to say that self-worth is oftentimes confused with self-esteem, which relies on the external factors such as successes and achievements that define worth and can often be inconsistent, which leads to someone struggling with feelings of worthiness. Worthiness, excuse me. Whereas it's important to have a solid understanding of our strengths and areas for growth, we also need to feel good enough even when we make mistakes or things don't work out in our life as we had hoped. Um, The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines self-worth as a sense of one's own value as a human being, and yet another definition described self-worth as being adequate and having great merit, character, value, and importance. And one that I really liked came from Dr. Adia Gooden, and she described it this way. She said, unconditional self-worth is the sense that you deserve to be alive, to be loved and cared for, to take up space. And now for those of you who are paying attention, you might have picked up on a theme here. There was a word that was used throughout several of those definitions, and that word was sense. Okay, and I, because again, I was having fun with definitions, apparently, I went to the interwebs to define sense. And what it said was, sense is defined as a feeling that something is the case. (laughs) Like just a feeling that something is true. Okay, so if we think about worthiness, we're like, this is just a feeling that it is the case that we are worthy, qualified, like we're deserving, we're eligible, suitable, qualified, like we have value. It's just a sense that that is the case. So again, that word, it is a felt sense. It is a sensation. So it can be tricky if we're only trying to quote unquote, find our worth in our minds, right? Because this this sense of self-worth would be known in our bodies. Like worth is felt and it is known inside of us, which might mean beyond our thoughts, right? We have to get a little bit beyond that and go inward. And because I'm a lover of multiple spiritual texts, um, what came to mind was a phrase from the Bible that references a peace that passeth all understanding. And 
I interpret that to mean like something that is beyond human cognition, like something that we can't access with our cognitive mind. It's literally past or beyond understanding. And so perhaps it is with worth, right? Like maybe it doesn't make sense to the cognitive mind. And maybe that's okay because it passeth understanding. So again, it can be a little bit tricky when we go into the world and we're trying to make sense of our worth. Like we're trying to cognitively wrap our minds around it. It can break down really easily when we experience there's so many conflicting messages out there, right? Like if we're trying to define worthiness and define where we go for our self-worth, then questions come up like, well, who decides? And as defined by what? And actually, I heard um, a thought leader and and a successful businessman that I actually admire, somebody who I think is quite brilliant, but I heard him say something along the lines of, and I'll kind of, I'll, I'll messily quote it, but it was something like, I want it to be enough that you simply exist and just are, but to love yourself, you have to do something that is worthy of that love. And again, this individual offers a ton of value to the world, and yet I disagree with this assessment of worth. Um, That definition of worthiness that you have to do something that is worthy of love in order to love yourself or feel worthy. Now, that definition might fuel actions that create what is defined as quote unquote successful results in this 3D world of form. But that thought is not something that actually translates to a felt sense of self-worth. But listen, you guys do not have to take my word for it. For those of you who are listening, who've spent a lifetime coming up with these benchmarks, these benchmarks where you, that you use that say, okay, when I get here, when I achieve this, when I do this, when I become X, Y, Z, then I get to love myself. Then I get to believe I'm worthy. Like, you know, that feeling where you're just running on a hamster wheel to nowhere, right? Because that thought will always follow you when the thought is when I get there, when I achieve, even when you get to that benchmark, if I still think, well, when I get there, when I get there, it's just, again, it's like that, that conveyor belt to nowhere. So what if you flip the the script, right? What if you say, I get to love myself. I get to define myself as worthy and feel that worthiness in my body. Then what I want to do, be, create out in the world becomes totally separate, right? Like I get to, if I just feel like, again, I know I'm like, I have it like all bold in my head, like feel that, that sense of worthiness, like the, you're no longer in that worthiness hustle, right? We're no longer using our activities and our accomplishments as a currency for our self-worth. That's already taken care of who we are, our identity and our self-concept totally separate. Then we just get to do what we want, right? Then we get really clear on what we want to do, what we want to create. And for some, that might seem like a radical shift. Like if your why is no longer so that I get to believe that I'm worthy, when your worth, when your sense of self, when your concept isn't on the line, we just start showing up to tasks and goals and requests of us in a much different way. And often it's much cleaner, right? When we don't have to wade through the muddiness of what will I get to believe about myself if I accomplish this? What am I going to tell myself about myself if I don't accomplish it? Or if I say no, like all of that mental messiness goes away. 
And then when our self-concept and our self-worth are solidly separate from our behaviors, we can see much more clearly what we want to do, how we want to act, what we want to say yes to, what goals we want to go after. The process of going after goals and achieving those goals will feel wildly different. And while I'm inviting you to explore your self-worth in like in an experiential way, like in that felt way that might, you know, quote unquote, passeth understanding, I'd also like to share some thoughts that that might help fuel that sensation or that feeling of self-worth. Because again, if you follow my work, you know that I do believe that thoughts create feelings. So we can try on some thoughts that might help feel fuel that felt sense of worth. And I liked, um, I found these 10 thought habits of people with high self-worth that were authored by Michael Stanwith, or Stanwick, excuse me. Um, and I'm not going to go in depth on each of these thoughts, but I want to share them with you to kind of get maybe your creative juices flowing and give you some thoughts to try on and feel in your body and see if you notice a difference, if that's something that does actually lead to a sense of worth. So thought number one, these are in no particular order, but thought number one, no matter what I've done or haven't done, I'm worthy of love. Like again, every time I share one of these thoughts, just like this might be a place where you might want to pause the the podcast and allow yourself to close your eyes, get inside your body and feel those words. No matter what I've done or haven't done, I'm worthy of love. Like, Like this thought actually, it allows us to lean into the belief that we might do something wrong, but that doesn't make us wrong. A mistake isn't an excuse to question our validity, our value, our worth, our merit, our, or our importance. Um, and another thought that he shared was, my things do not define me. Right? And this is actually kind of hits on the theme of the coaching session that I referenced, this idea that clothes, cars, material goods, our achievements, accomplishments, our goals, goals and like worldly successes don't define who we are or our worth. And then thought number three to try on is, I'm allowed to feel whatever I am feeling. And here is when Stanwyck talks about the validity of all of our human emotions and says that a person with a solid sense of self-worth creates space for their emotions without feeling guilty about them. So it's an opportunity to notice the emotions, allow the emotions, learn from them, and let them pass, not to make yourself wrong for having them. And then thought number four is I delight in the joy of missing out. This is for all those FOMO folks out there. The the conversation here is about people with a high sense of self-worth aren't afraid of being alone. And because of that, they're willing to prioritize their needs and set firm boundaries, even when that means saying no and not participating in something or not being around someone. And here's the thing, when we do that for ourselves, then we're much more willing to honor the same in other people. Then it's not a problem if someone says no or doesn't want to come to an event with you or doesn't want to spend time, right? We're honoring that space. And then number five is the thought, it's not about what happens, it's about how I respond to what happens. And now here I had to to like rein myself in because I could do a whole separate podcast episode on this one thought. (laughs) But as it relates to self-worth, having self-worth doesn't excuse us from feeling like let down or disappointed, but there's a recognition of what is in our control and what we're responsible for, like specifically our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. And Stanwick says something here that I want to quote. He said, 
we can choose to acknowledge the feelings, forgive ourselves for whatever we labeled as wrong, and move forward with the new information we've gathered because of those experiences. Right. So like those seem like very simple words. And again, I'll refrain from going too far into this, but just notice the difference there. Like things not going according to plan isn't a free pass for self-flagellation, judgment or revoking our worthiness card. It's an opportunity for forgiveness and learning. It's an opportunity to see at the end both. Like I get to be worthy. I get to be lovable. And I'm a human who makes quote unquote mistakes. Um, And then thought number six that is shared is, I do what I love and I love what I do. So when we're willing to acknowledge our worth and the worth of others, we're willing to prioritize our own needs and look for the win-win. Like be willing to see how saying yes to ourselves and yes to what we love is actually in service of others. And this reminds me of the words of Glennon Doyle when she talks about like, there's no such thing as one-way liberation. And she says, you know, there, when we liberate ourselves, we give ourselves permission to live as our truest selves. We're automatically granting permission to everyone around us to do the same, right? So when we do what we love and we love what we do, that's actually in service of the world and the people we care about. Um, and the number seven is the thought, I see myself in others. So when we stay rooted in our worthiness, we're more willing and able to use challenging interactions with other people as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves because we're not on the defense, right? We don't have to get defensive and try to protect our worth, which again, it's, it's, a much, it's much easier to do when we're seeing self-worth as an intrinsic quality rather than one that must be hustled to obtain or one which we have to put up protective walls to defend against. And question, or I'm sorry, thought number eight is, I believe in something greater than myself. Did I, <laughs> did I just make up a word there? I believe in something greater than myself. Uh, when we remember, I like to think about this in a couple of different ways. Like when we remember that we didn't make ourselves, like it can be a little bit easier to access the value and worth knowing we're actually the handiwork or creation of something else, something outside of ourselves. And also when we think about ourselves as being part of something bigger or something greater than ourselves, then we start to see the value of our contribution to this larger whole. Like I think of, you know, the ignition on a vehicle, right? Like the value or and function of the ignition when like is seen in a whole different light when we're looking in isolation at that function like oh this igniter like the ignition starts in a spark right but when we see that the chain of events that that sets off and how that contributes to a multi-ton vehicle moving and then all of the related function and value to the people who are able to use that car to do whatever that they want to do in the world it lands very differently when we see ourselves and we're believing in ourselves as large part of something larger. And then thought number nine is every day I find think find things to be grateful for. And that one, that's one that's pretty straightforward. So I'm not going to go too much into detail there. Um, but lastly, number 10 thought is the story I tell myself or the story I tell about my life means everything. Okay, I'm going to say that again because I fumbled over it. The story I tell about my life means everything. And here I want to point out like there, a certain level of vigilance is required to remember, right? Like we have to stay vigilant for mind wandering. Like so it takes effort to remember 
our worth. And so that requires, you know, in, and I'll, I'll put the note in the notes, the um, link to the unblocked journal, but in the, in that journal, I talk about doing thought downloads and doing daily models where you're really focusing on the stories that we tell ourselves about what we should be doing, what we always do, what we never do, what we ought to do. So taking time to really pay attention to the story that we tell ourselves about our life is really important. So, because when you look at it, then you can see, do I like the story I'm telling? Do I like these expectations? Do they serve me? Do they serve my life? Do they serve my goals? So in closing, I just want to share, I like to think of self-worth as something that cannot be taken or lost. I like to think that when we entered into this life in human form, our worthiness card came baked into this human flesh suit. However, I do think that self-worth is something we can forget. It's something we can push away, but it's always there. It just is. And so today I've shared some of my own thoughts and feelings about self-worth and I've shared some thoughts from other people and from the internet, but I want to leave you with some questions for self-reflection so that you can tap into your own truth, your own wisdom, and your own authority on self-worth. So again, takes this is where you can pause this as you go through these questions or you can write these down and come back to journal on them. But sit with these questions. And the first one I would offer up is, how do you define your worth? And when you go into your body, explore what feels true. Like when you tell yourself that you must first do X, Y, and Z to feel worthy, does that feel true in your body? And then try on when you tell yourself that your worth and value are inherent and a gift from whatever created you, does that feel true? And now some some other questions to explore are, what's the upside of ignoring or not believing in your inherent worth? And then ask yourself, what's the downside of ignoring it? And then we wanna kind of flip it around and look at the inverse. What's the upside of remembering and acknowledging your inherent worth? And then what's the downside of believing in your inherent worth? And so as you listen to this, if there was something in you in the, that was feeling a pull towards a life where you can feel and know your worth outside of and beyond your accomplishments or lack thereof, let's set up a time to talk. You can go to jessicasmorrow.com, set up a free consult, and we can see about working together to help you untangle your self-concept and the essence of who you are from the things that you do in this world. And also, if you haven't already gotten your free digital copy of the Unblocked Journal, do yourself a favor, take a moment to go grab one. You can find that, I, as I referenced, I'll put the link in the show notes. And this journal is it's something that offers up some concrete strategies to help you get clear on where you go to define your worth and all the things that you've decided, whether consciously or, or unconsciously, that you think you have to do or you have to be before you get to believe in your worth and your value. And as always, if you think that something that I talked about today um, might be useful for someone you know, please feel free to share widely and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, if you have something nice to say about the podcast, please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free. 